Welcome to Knights of Roleplay, an adventuring podcast. This is an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Royalty free music provided by Kevin MacLeod, Michael Gelfie Studios, Plate Mill Games, and Tabletop Audio. And now, to adventure. Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Knights of Roleplay. I'm DM Chris. This session is being recorded over Zoom because life keeps throwing curveballs at us. Tonight, we're starting DM John's Tomb of Annihilation mini campaign. Our friend Brian will be joining us for this mini campaign. So I'll turn the mic over to DM John. Hello and welcome, my fresh corpse. I mean, players. <laughs> I am going to be running you through a condensed version of the Tomb of Annihilation. My goal here pretty much is not to run the full module. I just basically have want to see if I can put you all through a meat grinder and see who, see who survives. That's my basic goal for this one. Yay. Uh, I don't think we've done a uh, classic dungeon crawl yet. And so I was kind of curious to see what one would be like. So uh, tonight we're just going to go f- over the basic rules of uh, what you can expect and uh, we'll go over each other's characters and you know, just kind of get things uh, straightened up for our first session, which uh, we can figure out later when that's going to be. Um, now, I've sent all of you an email earlier uh, with some basic some of the basic rules and a few things like that. Does anybody have any immediate concerns? Uh, hang on. Let me pull it up. I didn't uh, see it. <laughs> no? I think this oh. goes back to like mm-hmm. August 24th. It's, it's been a while. Okay, oh, well, then we'll just... Then, I, never mind. You said, you, said, you said earlier. I thought you meant earlier today. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Well, don't worry about that. Then we'll just go through uh, the real quick uh, things that I mentioned earlier. Um, so I'm going to reveal a couple of things about the tomb simply because, like I said, this isn't going to be a major role play thing. This is going to be a tactical survival uh, adventure. Um, and it would really suck to create a character for that and then suddenly find out that it's completely gimped because of some rule that is that only applicable to the tomb. So, um, first one, and this is the big one. Death of any kind is completely permanent. Yeah. If you, yeah. I mean, if you fail your death saving throws or you get hit by some sort of insta-kill thing, you're done. Uh, uh, there's no, no resurrection potions then hmm? what's that don't buy oh. them no, <laughs> oh, healing no, potions po- is not this unconscious is fine greg the, yeah. there's a distinction <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're unconscious and you start and you're making death saving throws well that goes as normal but if you fail your three death saving throws and you're killed uh there is no resurrection you're not coming back okay. so there's also point, a note about <laughs> DC 15 death saving throws? Yes. I am using the meat grinder option for Tomb of Annihilation. Um, there is an actual story reason for it, which you may or may not discover, depending on how long you survive. Uh, but uh, the, the death save DC is now 15. So, 
So don't go unconscious. And right. if you if you have someone in your party who goes unconscious, you better get them on their feet fast. Very fast. There's not a lot of time oh. for them to just hang out. Well, um, I will on- make sure I have Dimension Door so I can go away. <laughs> um, <laughs> on this, uh, on that point, uh, uh, a quick question. I want to I want to gauge you guys' feelings on this. When, how do you feel about having me roll your death saves in secret? Mm. No, on, I'd one hand, on one yeah. hand, it would be an interesting uh, mechanic wherein you nobody knows if a person is alive or dead until after the fight. Oh. On the other hand, though, that means that the person who's actually down doesn't get to do even that much. Yeah, no, I feel <laughs> like rolling, rolling them ourselves is better. Wouldn't that make it? I mean, how would that affect, like, yeah, because you know. <sighs> If, if if you want to heal somebody, mm-hmm. like you don't know if they're unconscious or dead, <laughs> right? So it's yeah, no, correct. I think roll, roll them ourselves. Well, okay. So what? Uh, Kate says we keep it keep it normal. Everybody kind of feeling that way, or I, I don't know. I I think <laughs> maybe I, I might step out on a ledge and say, "You go ahead and do it for us." I. I, I, I wanna I want to let you do it just because of the novelty of it. Yeah, I'm kinda I'm kinda interested <laughs> to see how that's gonna play out. Sorry, Kate. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so majority roll events at this point, I will be rolling death saves in secret. So we're just DC fifteen and no resurrection. Woohoo! I love this. <laughs> TPK. Okay. TPK <laughs> means you better you better heal someone who's unconscious like fast, quick. right? You've got three rounds where they could essentially be dead and you wouldn't even know it, uh, right? And yeah. which means it's entirely or, or, or possible less because critical you, hits and it, yeah, it's entirely <laughs> possible you start slinging spilling uh, he, hells, uh, healing spells. <laughs> uh, sorry, I gave blood today, and so I'm actually very much kind of out of it. Yeah, uh, but I will rule then that if you like run over to uh, feed someone a healing potion. As part of the action, you can determine whether or not they're dead. <laughs> okay, that's my nice. observation. Pure. Yeah, I mean, if if you're going Pour over, to shove, a, shove a healing post down, healing potion down someone's throat, you can. Can I tell, tell if they're breathing? They're not doing yeah. <laughs> Are Basically. they blue? Abadi abadai. No. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, if they're dust or something, then it's a moot point. But you yeah. Know. yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'll make note of that. All right. Uh, next thing, um, just want to put this out there. Uh, the answer to the question, are you sure, is always going to be yes. So make sure that you actually mean what you say when you say it. <laughs> I'll give you some warnings, but not a lot. Oh, are this you sure? Yeah. To be uh, clear, to you be clear. just said. No. <laughs> <laughs> So this this is a game of tactics, and so you need to be able to think on your feet. <laughs> um, let's see what was next on my list. Um, okay, encumbrance. Um, I will be using encumbrance. So on your character sheets in D and D Beyond, make on the home screen, make sure you check that box to use encumbrance. Uh, but you can also check the box to, pardon me, uh, to ignore uh, currency wait because that's just a pain in the butt to track and nobody likes that 
So we can go over that when we start when we go over characters in a little bit. Let's see. Um, fair warning: any and all equipment can be destroyed. So there are things that destroy equipment. No. Sounds very old school. Yeah. Uh, and. This is one of the things that I'm letting you know about so that you don't form a character around it. Uh, teleportation spells and divination spells may not work the way you think they work. So, but I'm not going to give you any details on in what way. Because experimentation Because experimentation is part of the fun. <laughs> Encouraged. Yes. So... So if you build a character based around um, teleport uh, teleportation magics, uh, be wary that you might be kind of gimped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, places we, you can see works normally. He, he put that in the email. So. Yeah, but yeah, if you can see your destination oh, gotcha. in your teleport, it yeah. sh- should work fine. But, you know, things Which like I that. Maybe we try to teleport oh, out Kate, you're two. reading things fully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Totally have two so, monitors with the email pulled up in front of me because I'm a dork. Okay. Um, certain. Uh, let's see. Uh, for story reasons, um, this is this will probably come up, um, but anything, any spell that affects souls may not work. But anything that uses spirits, I'm going to consider spirits and souls as two separate things. So like uh, things like guardian spirits and stuff like that, or, or spirit, spirit guardians, guardians. Yeah, Spe- yeah, yeah, guardian spirit, spirit Cleric, guardian, yeah, bread and butter, work. yeah, 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 will work perfectly fine. Um, thing and things that don't interact with the soul, like uh, speak with the dead, will work perfectly fine. But if the uh, but if the spell description says anything about the soul, it may not work right. Let's see. Um, in case you haven't noticed, my notes are in no particular order here. Uh, another fair Ooh, you warning. You know. Yes. <laughs> another fair warning. Uh, there are save or die situations. So <laughs> I know some people don't like that uh, because it seems a little cheesy, but I'm planning to play this module as close to uh, written as intended. So... And in and there in that there are a lot of save or die situations. I don't say there are a lot, but there are some save or die situations. Uh, let's see. Um, as discussed earlier uh, between uh, me and Chris, uh, we are going to be using theater of the mind combat for most of this. The major uh, thing that it, that is going to affect, as far as the way we've been doing combat in the past. Is that means that we will not be using any flanking rules. So, no flanking for advantage. If you need advantage on something, you're going to have to find another way to do it. Let's see. Um, what's next? Uh, maps. Uh, I will be providing the various handouts and maps of the puzzle rooms and stuff like that where needed. Uh, but I will not be providing an overall map of the dungeon. 
This is a classic dungeon crawl, so it's up to you guys to make your map. Um, that can be up for debate later on if, like, you, I find that you've, like, pretty much fully explored a level or something like that. I may then provide you the official map just for reference. Uh, but See how basic, far off for the we are. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, um, map, keeping track of maps is up to you, the players. Uh, well, among see. the group is going to scribe for that fun task. <laughs> <laughs> I say we leave that up to Chris. He's got the most experience on that, I'm sure. <sighs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Look at it. Okay. Uh, uh, continuing on the uh, some special case rules for spells summons um always summons has always have always been a kind of sticking point in our group so for this campaign just to keep things moving i'm going to make the ruling that if you have a summoning spell that summons multiple that has the option to summon multiple creatures or a, or a single more powerful creature then you must take the single more powerful creature but I will allow you to choose the creature that you summon. That's cool. So, so no squads of pixies is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, no squads of pixies. <laughs> just, they just sit and take for freaking ever. Thank I don't know who God. did that. <laughs> I have no idea who I put that on a battle world. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, no. No. It wasn't me. I didn't do no. it. Or whose battle royale that might have been on. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Are you saying I can't use banishment? Oh, banishment? Sure. Banishment's on the table. Good luck finding what a monster hates, though. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I think I made note of your guys is that if... Uh, in, not that the backstories of your characters I expect to come into play too much um, since basically I'm just running you through the dungeon. Not a lot of roleplay. Uh, but... I would heavily advise not having any kind of having been resurrected or anything like that at any or reincarnated or anything like that in your character backstories. <clears throat> that will not go well for you. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see. Um, I w and one last thing. Uh, ruling that I made while doing some research. Um, I will be allowing you the option to voluntarily fail a saving throw. Oh. It's kind of back and forth in the community whether or not that's raw or not, but whatever. I'm going to allow it. So, something to keep in mind. I'm not giving you any hints <laughs> or anything. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, and... Okay, passive perceptions. Up up till now, we have been doing passive percep uh, passive skills like passive perception, passive intimidations, and things like that as like a baseline type. Like if you roll anything lower than your passive, you can take your passive. That's not what I'm going to be doing in this campaign. I'm going to be running it a little bit more raw. That is to say, if you make an active check, you take the number. Uh, but I will be keeping an eye on your passive skills in the background here. And if your passive skill reveals something, then I will reveal it to you. So 
having a strong passive is still important, but it's not going to be the uh, uh, the get out of jail free card that it has been until now. All right. Um, all right. What is next? Okay, I'll go over that when we go over characters. Uh, I am expecting to everybody to have at least one replacement character at some point in the game, unless somebody gets really lucky. <laughs> uh, there's no real restrictions on your replacement characters. I have hooks for to get pretty much any kind of character into uh, into the tomb to care to pal around with you guys. If you want a uh, some kind of backstory for the character. The only thing I'll need is some kind of some reason to have been in the tomb at some point. It doesn't even have to be voluntary. It can you could have been kidnapped or something like that. Doesn't matter. Uh, but if there is some reason that you are in the tomb, uh, then that's good enough. I can just roll that into the story. So, Kate, how many how many characters do you have? I have six. I'm I, I think there's eight. <laughs> I had too much fun with the character builder. <laughs> wow. I only have a lowly three. Uh, I only have four. <laughs> I have one. Four <laughs> Nine. Sarah, Sarah's, very, Sarah's very dynamic on this one. She'll roll one up when she needs one. <laughs> I'll probably have one waiting in the wings. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so a couple of things I wanted to get a couple of things I wanted to get your feelings on. Uh, first of all, uh, resting. I wanted to use Xanathar's rules for resting as far as armor is concerned. Basically, the way that works is. If you are resting, you have to don or doff your arm. You have to doff your armor to rest to get a, the full benefits of a rest. Um, if you try to rest while wearing medium or heavy armor, the penalties are you only get a quarter of your hit dice back and you do not get to re reduce any levels of exhaustion. I I figured this would be a kind of a another thing to ramp up the difficulty and tactics a little bit. Is it is this okay with you guys? Because I was kind of on the fence about this one. I mean, does it complicate I mean, things more than they need to be? Is it already difficult enough? Or I mean, I'm well, not it just, strictly opposed. I'm just asking the question. Um, the only fail uh, fallout really will be is that you just need to declare whether or not you're wearing your armor before you rest right uh, to rest um which you sometimes you may want to rest in your armor if you don't really need to regain many hit points for or hit dice for instance <sighs> um but if you take off your armor it does take what is it <sighs> one minute yeah you're, you're pretty much done in a combat if you get into a fight if if you're dependent on heavy armor correct yeah yeah, take, I think it's one minute to put, to put it on for medium armor and ten and five minutes, something like that, for heavy. But yeah, I don't, I don't remember the exact numbers. 
but it just means that, yeah, if your rest is interrupted when you're not wearing armor. Then you have no armor <laughs> when you fight. <laughs> yeah. So protect the protect the crunchy. Yep. The crunchies protect the crunchies. <laughs> yeah. Did someone say crunchies? What? <laughs> the cats are all like, what? <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with using the rule. I mean, you just have to be honest about it and be like, mm-hmm. okay, so who's sleeping in armor? Who's not? <clears throat> yeah. And the rule applies to medium and heavy armor, you said? Correct. Okay, that, that's moot for a lot of my characters, but not all. Oh, of them. Yeah, my uh, character light, has yeah. heavy, heavy, heavy metal, yeah. heavy, heavy iron, metal. <laughs> heavy armor. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the, the the way Xanathar is written is there's only a penalty for medium and heavier, medium and heavy armor. The light armor seems to be okay. Mm. Okay, and then uh, the short rest doesn't apply for that at all, right? It, it, um, I don't think you regain hit dice on a short rest anyway. You don't know. No, you're just rolling the hit dice. I just wanted to check that there wasn't an impact on short rests in addition to long rests. So. Not as I read it. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would assume the intent of the game is that if you take a short rest, you're just chilling in your armor waiting you're, to yeah, be you're chilling about, for an yeah, hour. So yeah, taking a breather. <laughs> okay. Uh, next thing that I was on the fence about. Once again, rules as written and with a some a bit of input from Xanathar's. Counterspells. Another thing that we've uh, kind of struggled with a little bit in the past. The Xanathar's rules state that if you want to identify a spell being cast, you have to use your reaction to make an arcana check. Um, so what I'm thinking is that I'm just going to declare if a bad guy has spell casting abilities, uh, that I'm casting a spell and give you the opportunity to see if you want to identify or counter spell. But since you can't, but since you have to use your reaction to identify, you can't then use your reaction to counter spell, but you could counter spell the spell without identifying it. You just wouldn't know the level. You just right, wouldn't yeah. know if you're counterspelling a big spell or a little <sighs> spell or whatever. Right. So it's just that you're taking the chance. Yeah. Like normal. Mm-hmm. But that holds for you guys too. If I am have a spellcaster that has spellcasting, you can say, I'm <sighs> casting a spell without telling me what the spell is and force me to make that same choice. Everything goes both ways. Okay. That's going to be an interesting habit to develop. But yeah, that, that seems good. Never gone both ways before. It should be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't have to describe the spell to you at all either. Uh, not really. You can. You can. It, it's the intent is to be a. Just asking. Before, I don't have a spellcaster yeah. set up yet, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like asking. if I play my my wizard character, it'll be like I'm about to cast a spell. And you would want to open any any round as a caster like that and see if the DM has a response. And then if he if he does or doesn't, then you say what the spell is. It's just yeah. basically a result. A little funky. It, it will take a little bit of getting <sighs> but I think after a little bit, it should go smoothly enough. Sorry, you were about to say, Chris? Just just that, you know, what people have already said, which is that it, it introduces something new that people mm-hmm. are probably going to screw up. I'm not, I'm not voting for or against it, but, you know, being able to say, mm-hmm. I cast a little magic missile. Oh, crap. I didn't want to tell you that. Right. Okay, I'm going to get a fifth of a fireball. Oh, didn't mean to tell you that. Do that. You know, <laughs> and, then, and then the DM might do the same thing. He'd be like, he's casting, he's casting like disintegrate. 
oh crap, I didn't mean to say that. Yeah. I mean, like if, <sighs> if people are cool with having the rule there, that's fine. It's just gonna it's gonna be clunky, like everybody said. It's gonna be weird. Mm-hmm. People are gonna have to try to not say what they usually say. That um, being right. said, if we have more than one spellcaster, one could identify the spell. True. True. And the other counterspell that is perfectly viable. In dynamic, yeah. But I mean, I mean, <sighs> if you technically It'll just be something to get used to saying, "Okay, I'm gonna cast a spell." Okay, you guys say you guys say it all the time. I'm gonna cast a spell. I cast a spell. <laughs> now you, got, you gotta have you some flourish with it. He suddenly <laughs> raises his arms spell. and arcane energy. I'm getting ready to cast a spell. Uh, <laughs> his arms. I don't know which one yet. <laughs> oh, so I might have anybody wish to do anything about it. Break out my wizard hat. Again. That situation that yeah, you said, buddy. John, um, or, or with somebody identifying it, like <laughs> like if I if I'm remembering the rules correctly, like. Technically, you're not supposed to speak if it's not your turn. So it's all. Oh, like, um, so it's not like somebody can identify it and say, "This is what he's casting." Now you counterspell it. But unless uh, he allows I, it, I, I don't know. Let's roll it. I yeah. I mean, I, mean, I can al- oh, allow as part of, as part of the identification a quick shout uh, a quick shout of warning as part of I'll the reaction. It. Yeah, I mean, if you're burning your reaction, right? Then it, you don't seems... have. To, you don't. I I don't expect the person yeah. to shout out. He's casting this spell. I, you need to stop it. I mean, he. I mean, just a, a shout of warning of "stop him" type thing would would be sufficient. Well, I mean, like if if I'm if if Sarah and I are doing this together, and mm-hmm. she's the identifier, yeah, could she, could she just basically roll the identify and say fireball, and then I could be like, okay, counterspell. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I mean, I'd allow like one or two words, but yeah. it, just keep in mind it is a reaction. <sighs> So yep. it's meant to be very in the moment. I mean, the, the smart thing to do if you can identify the level that the spell is being cast at is for the identifier to shout out fourth level, sixth level. Doesn't matter what the spell is. Yeah. Say the level. <laughs> that's the important detail. <laughs> uh, that's a bit meta. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think uh, many spellcasters would just be like, he looks like he's doing a seventh <sighs> level. Casting. What's what's the point of the identify then, though? Like that is the whole point. Well, if you can get uh, the idea of what what actual spell it is, you can get an idea of how high of a the level starting it level. Be. Yeah, I guess yeah. you get that. Sure. Yeah. Like if you know mm-hmm. it's a fireball, it's at least a third level. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, identify it as sleep. You're not going to care as much <laughs> as if you identify it as disintegrate. Yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> okay, so we will try that and. Obviously, if any of this gets really too weird and complicated and convoluted, uh, we can revisit. We can drop it later. Drop it um, okay. <laughs> that pretty much like a fireball spell. <laughs> Sorry. That pretty much covers all of the little changes and rules from our normally normal standard operating procedure. Uh, to, Anybody have any questions, concerns, bitches, gripes, complaints? So does that mean when I say, for instance, am casting a spell, I have to say mm-hmm. Bane, but not the level? No, you just say I'm casting a spell. Okay, now, if, so if I don't yeah. say what it is. It, yeah, it's more yeah. of a, um, I'm going to use my action to cast a spell. And I'm going to say... And then pause for and, reaction. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say okay. proceed. Or I'm going to counterspell. Uh, and if I say proceed, then you just go ahead and tell me the spell. And or describe it. Or, 
whatever. Do it, Sorry. Yeah. Do you think? That's fine. Uh, yeah. Talking over the DM again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just got off a bout of being the DM yourself, so. I mean, and it's not like I don't do that. I never right. do that. What? Uh, I no. never. Uh-uh. <laughs> Chris Here loves it when I talk over him. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> 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 Okay. Then I think we just need to start. So let's <sighs> go over our characters then really quick. I mostly just want to know which one of your <sighs> dozen characters you're actually going to be playing. <laughs> so I'm looking because oh. I'm looking at the uh, campaign list and um, yeah. All but one of if, mine out. Yeah. If you yeah, um, if you could do me the favor, I, I already discussed it with you, Chris. But uh, for the rest of you, um, the characters that you're not playing—it's all right if you create them in the campaign, um, so that you get full access to all the D and D Beyond stuff. Don't make them um, active. Yeah, but then you can. But then you can just either unassign them from the campaign. Um, and just kind of let them stew and you can reassign them later that way I can actually see what people are actually playing <laughs> will it do that like right. disable the, the the more detailed content if you do that um, we actually just tested it a little bit earlier basically what it does is it leaves what you've assigned alone but if you change it away from uh, per, uh, paid content you can't change it back so as long as you don't change the character, you're good. It yeah. should it should stay. Okay. Right. So if if people are making new characters, if someone decides they want to make five more characters, you do have to make the character in the campaign to get all of the content. You can't if you make it outside the campaign, you won't have access to like ninety percent of the D and D Beyond stuff. You have to make it in the campaign first, and then unassign it so okay. that so that that's easier for John to not have to see more <sighs> characters in there. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's okay, so why don't we just go ahead and go through each of our characters here, starting with my top left, Mr. Greg, who are oh. you going to be playing? Um, it's Mayock Greyfeather, Mayock Gray, uh, May- up there you are, which I think I might need to look at his stats because I took him out of another campaign so I don't know if he has all the things he needs to from this one yeah equipment is another animal Greg just continue it's fine Mayock. I think we're going to be sorting equipment as part of what we do tonight uh, yeah once we go through once we go through all the characters and stuff make sure everybody's up to level 9 no weird things in our backstories that kind of thing uh, then yeah We'll I'll be we'll be sorting through the equipment list that I gave you earlier. So who's uh, Mayak? Uh, I actually don't have a story for him. He's just Mayak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay. how, how about like class and race, Greg? Oh, he's a paladin, uh, variant human. Yeah. Okay. Pretty straightforward then. Out there just to smite some devils and demons. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Sounds pretty straightforward then. Um. Whatever you have. Oh, hit points. How are we going to do hit points? That's right. I was going to go over that. 
my thought was to uh, go ahead and roll hit points tonight. Um, nine levels shouldn't be too bad. Uh, simply because if we do max hit points for all the characters, then I'd end up doing max hit points for all the enemies. And then combat just drags on. Yeah. Trying to chisel through all those hit points. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I had assigned max by default. I thought that was your rule, but I'm okay with walking that back. Um, I'm <laughs> going to I'm going to claim DM, DM Fiat and change my mind. So, I know. <laughs> uh, so... We'll sorry, Greg, what did you, you say your guy was again? A paladin? Uh, what race? Uh, 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 he's a, a variant, variant human. human. Yes. The way to get a starting feat. Always nice. So, okay. Worth it. Okay. Um, that is pretty straightforward then. Um, how about you, Kate? You are next. Okay, so I've uh, already thinned down so the, the, the starting character who's going in is Tavriel Swiftfoot. So, uh, I mean, my, my theme for all of my characters is that there are a bunch of Shadarkai who are either on the Sword Coast or got sent there before things went mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> and the Raven Queen to investigate things went weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's her deal. So she is a pure monk. Uh, and she is... What path is it again? Let's see here. Come on now. I may have to adjust some of my builds, John, because I had used Elven mm-hmm. Accuracy for some of my characters, and with the flanking change, that might affect whether that's the optimal choice. Okay. That's that's fine. That's I where think we're going for her, I'm now. probably still going to keep it because Stunning Strike is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's see here. So it doesn't say. Oh, Way of Mercy. That's her monastic okay. tradition. So you've been traveling with this monk chick who's got a shaved head and she's a weird Shatterkai elf they're mm-hmm. kind of the goth elves uh, and she has some funky stuff that she can do beyond normal monk things as far as uh, healing or hurting if she gets stuck okay very cool uh, yeah. Brian, who are you on? who are you going in at? I'm playing Fang he's a uh, goblin mostly uh, druid <laughs> from He's with a uh, group called the Goblin Chill Squad. Mm-hmm. Hails from the Sword Coast. Um, the squad was informed of a uh, artifact that could, uh, uh, in the tomb, that could possibly defeat the Goblin King with you know, ease. Whether that artifact exists or not, three of the members December. Actually, I don't know if I should go that far with the, with the story. I don't know what you because <laughs> that would that would make them already in there. The squad might have twelve well, hey, people. That's entirely possible. <laughs> that that could be your character replacement backstory. Okay, your bits, so, of, your, yeah. your bits of squad members that have gone in there. So Got three split three up. three squad members went in. He thought they were crazy, so he stayed behind, and now they haven't returned. So <laughs> now he's going to look for them. So we met up with okay. this group of adventurers, and, and away we go. Okay. I mean, you guys have, I, I didn't mention this yet, but you guys ha- are starting as an established party. You guys can figure out, you know, how long you've been together, whatever, not. The only thing that matters is that you've established a reputation. And and, and really, the, that's just the story. That's just for the story hook to get you in. So, 
it's not going to it's not going to come into play too much. Okay. So our, our group has been together and they have a reputation for being successful adventurers. Essentially, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. Um, let's see. Um, you had uh, you were texting me questions earlier about things like wild shifts and stuff like that. Are you all set on the on the details on that? Uh, Any questions? I believe so. The thing I sent you, you checked you checked off. So I think, yeah, I think I'm good. the math looked good to me. Uh, so. Basically, just adding my proficiencies to the, the, the beast proficiency. Yeah, you just yeah, you take the higher of the two, the yours or your beast proficiency modifier. You recalculate the stats based on the new stats and then take whichever is higher of the recalculated stats, <clears throat> yours or the beasts. And if the beast gives you a new proficiency, you just have to remember to calculate that in. Okay, quick question. Save hmm. DC. Does that include your proficiency bonus? Only if you are proficient in that save. And that carries over from your main character. I uh, let's see. Does do they mention save proficiency? I have I have abilities that require. I have a. Yeah, I don't think stat blocks generally can uh, show specific saves, but if it does, uh, once again, it's the higher of the two, uh, your new calculated save or the save in the stat block. Uh, like, for instance, uh, being a druid, you get uh, Int and Wiz as your uh, um, proficiencies in your saves. That carries over to any form that you shift into. Uh, so you get to add your proficiency bonus to your intelligence and your wisdom saves in your new form. I mean, if I'm if I'm attacking somebody and they have to make a save, that's what I, that's what I mean. Oh, not the not your saves. I mean your uh, okay, uh, like DCs on things like that. Like constrictor requires a escape DC of uh, crossed it out. I think it's I think it was sixteen. Yes, uh, because the yeah. attack would be considered you'd be considered proficient in the attack. Uh, so you add your proficiency bonus okay. in right. lieu of the uh, Crete the Beast's proficiency bonus. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Chris, who are you playing? Yeah. Uh, I am playing um, a character that is the uh, Plasmoid race from the new, from the recently released 5th edition Spelljammer box set. Hmm. Um my character is a white amorphous blob with two black eyes named Gleep, right out of the 1967 Herculoids <laughs> cartoon. Gleep. 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 Okay. And uh, Gleep is a monk. So, a slimy monk. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, man, we got two monks. <laughs> ah, there you are. Oh, he even, he even got the cool little picture of him. If you're looking, I remember. Young, I remember. I have him. a picture of Gleep. <laughs> what, what flavor of monk is he? <laughs> uh, way of the Drunken Master. Awesome. <laughs> That's a riot. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. Um, so 
So probably not too much fancy there. And Sarah, who are you? Who are you coming with? Uh, Dirk, Chris, Chamberlain. Dirk, Chris, Chamberlain. Dirk. <laughs> if you rag on me for oh, weird names. First name was a randomized. I just uh, <laughs> updated the last name because it was like so many consonants I couldn't pronounce it. Um, <laughs> he is a barbarian kobold. Nice. Um, Staff of the Beast. Nice. Kobolds are fun. <laughs> All right. So we've got a barbarian, two monks, a druid. Actually, uh, a, a mostly druid and a paladin. Oh, he's a way of a vengeance, too. So, okay. What nice. level are we supposed to be starting at? Because I don't think I have it right. Nine? Nine. We are okay. starting at level nine. Because I was at seven, so I got to update that. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. uh, first time. Well, that's one. <laughs> Middle fingers have already started. We have the middle finger <laughs> counter for the campaign. The same you didn't freeze, though. Nope. <laughs> new laptop. Oh, that was a riot. <laughs> work, work sent me a new one because the other one kept, uh, <clears throat> you know, freezing. Randomly restarting. <sighs> Which is not productive. Which is why I was frozen <sighs> on that campaign. Because <laughs> it randomly gave me the blue screen of yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is dip bad jokes killed the computer. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess we'll go ahead and make sure that uh, your characters are set to with the encumbrance rules, and we I guess we can go ahead and roll up some hit points here. <laughs> Every point. Yeah. Let's see. Advantage. Yeah. Everybody. Can use- I, I already <laughs> did that with you, so I did that in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. And no homebrew. Uh, okay, so the first one is just set at the twelve at the base, and then we roll mm-hmm. eight of the whatevers, right? Correct. <sighs> yep. Uh, yeah. In uh, the uh, character builder, set your um, hit points type to fixed. I think. No, not uh, fixed. <sighs> I don't know. Kate knows better than me. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I think manual. Yeah. Manual. 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah, set it to manual, roll eight, roll your eight hit dice, and whatever you roll, punch that into the hit points, and D&D Beyond will calculate the rest I just rolled the eight D12s at the same time. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, so we go to the class thing. We go to manage HP. So do you have to go to manage hit point and take out the points they already So we roll nine, nine uh, D8s, uh, 84 plus 12, uh, no, when, 96. Yeah. Now, when you go to manage hit points, you just enter exactly what you rolled. And... Okay, because I have 70 hit yeah. points already. You need to re-enter that, that rolled HP total, Greg. You need to roll 9 d10s because you're a paladin. 8. And you need to total up... 8 d10s eight. plus a 10. Because your first level oh. is always max. Well, oh, okay. Well, the, well the, your first level... D&D Beyond will automatically put there and your constitution bonus D&D Beyond will automatically put there. I okay. No it doesn't. 
Oh, it, oh no, that's right. It does the, not put the first level on. It does not put the first level. It I, doesn't. My no. apologies. It just it just does the con bonus. So yeah, so just roll eight d ten, add ten. Roll nine. Put it in, and, and then okay. So max the first die. Okay. Yep. Oh, crap. Always. Okay. Uh, if you roll less than half, I will. T- I will be uh, doing the less than half option on this one. If you roll less than half, then you can take half. Roll the, those die. dice up to the that that average for that die, which for a d eight, that's a five. five? Okay. That's five. Yep. Just checking. So, right. so is oh, it, that is makes it, it more complicated. Is it, is, oh, it, is, it the, is it the way we normally do it, John? Where it's you get yes. half the die plus one? Yeah, yeah, that's how that's the average of the die. Okay. So uh, Oh, I got an eight. That's right. I'm just gonna keep what I just rolled because some of those were fours, but I don't wanna have to like go through that. Cause I am not gonna twist your arm if you want okay. less points. That's like, fine. Well, I just cleared my roll, and I don't know where it went. Yeah, that happened, happened to me too. Well, maybe if I do this. All right, so eight d tens. Okay. Who is balls? Uh, six. So balls. Is that a, I thought I created that character. I thought I got rid of the rest of mine. Uh, well, there's six. a whole bunch of rolls here. <laughs> a lot of them are balls. <laughs> balls. <That's funny>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> balls. Um. Uh, well, I thought I had eight, so I guess I'm going to have to roll a couple of those. All right, so I'm going to roll these. I mean, I could re-roll 58. it, but... I, uh, okay. I have 53 hit points. Ugh. Okay. So I need to roll two more. Gleep I got to go down so quickly, he's going to die. I got a two would be uh, average huh? uh, for a d10. Yeah. Um, average is six. Uh, six. Okay. Six, okay. Oh, there's a Luna back there. Hello, Luna. Katie. Yeah. Yeah. 123 <sighs> hit points, I guess, is about right for a level nine barbarian. So. 76. <laughs> All right, so let's see. I so only had 90 before with Max. Calculator. Oh, I got a 10. Ha-ha. Nice. <sighs> and, okay, and just double-checking. You, you get the max die at first level, and then mm-hmm. every other level, you get at least half the die plus one. Or if you roll higher, you get the higher of that. Correct. Okay. Okay, so... All 53 right. hit points for Gleep. 85 hit points for Tavriel. <sighs> all right, so rolled hit points is 58. Oh, your, right, your paladin dice were not nice to you, Greg. Right? That's lower. Don't like that. <laughs> I'll let the copyright police in on this one. Oh, 
so I, I guess Hanna Barbera will care. I didn't roll the last one, so I got I rolled fifty eight. So the last one I have to the count last is one is 10. an automatically ten. So that's sixty eight okay. is your actual total. Then all right, okay. that makes more sense, Gary. I was like, if your paladin rolled the same total as my monk, there's a problem. <laughs> that's probably okay, okay. So eighty six is Mayak's total. final count. Okay, that's not bad. <laughs> Picking out this R, Dirkus is better than Dirkris. I like the Chris part. Dirkris. 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 Okay, I'll get used to it. Dirkris. Just change it to Dorks. Dirkris. Where are the. Yeah. Darkness rising. Okay. Okay. Where is. Oh, you know what? I didn't that do any equipment. Ability score improvements. Haha. <laughs> no, I did. Feral instinct. Strength score. Oh, Greg needs to do his scores, too. That's. I was going to um, say, your hit points are low. Yeah. You should put a ton of stuff into your con, man. Oh, let's see. I mean, you, you're probably looking to, to max out. Uh, <laughs> probably looking to max, max out strength <sighs> and con with the point by there, Greg. Okay. And wisdom should be high as well, and then dump everything else. Uh, let's see. Fighting style. Gleep and Gloop did, <laughs> and trying to translate them into things that characters could do. And the monks seem to be the best, the closest thing to it. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, two monks and one monkish character. <laughs> Brutal critical. Funny, funny enough, I won't be wild shipping into a monkey. Uh, 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 oh, the baby's laughing because I'm laughing. <laughs> So what's next on the agenda? Uh, next on the agenda, once everybody's happy with their characters, we'll start going through that equipment list that I sent earlier. I've got it in front of me. We'll just go through a piece at a time here. All right. So uh, what I did is I thumbed through all the earlier parts of the uh, Tomb of Annihilation and pulled out most of the things that you could have acquired if had we run the full module. Um, and came up with a list here. Some of it's kind of weird. Some of it might be useful. I don't know. Um, oh, looking through the list, that does remind me of one other ruling that I wanted to go over. Uh, ammunition. My first instinct was to make this really hard and say that you have to count all ammunition. Then I'm like, uh, but that's just going to drag things out. Uh, but and, and kind of and make things a little bit unnecessarily difficult for ranged fighters. Um, so I went so back to the original ruling of we only count special ammunition. And then I was going to say if the container that uh, holds the ammunition gets destroyed, then you lose all the ammunition before it. Given your expectations of the tomb and 
what you want. Do you want the more gritty realism of counting all your ammunition, or do you not want to be bothered with that? Yes. Too much effort. Too much effort. <laughs> what does that mean, Greg? <laughs> it means, yes, let's count our ammunition. Let's be brutal. Says Greg, who has how many ranged characters <laughs> ever? <laughs> I'm with Greg. Well, I, won't, I, <laughs> I will not be counting bullets. <sighs> I'd say too complicated, but that's just my vote. I'm not running a ranged character on this particular build, but I have some that I might use in the future. Yeah, I mean the, the standard ruling applies. Anyway, but... I mean the standard ruling for ammunition applies. <sighs> you can take a minute afterwards and recover half your spent ammunition, and so it doesn't really complicate it too much. But it does mean that you're going to have to keep track of it on your character sheet. So, it seems like people are going to screw it up anyway, honestly. But, I mean, my vote's now. I will make sure I don't have any ranged shoot, shoot, (laughs) bang, bang, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sarah, Brian, thoughts? Um, No, either way, I only have one ranged character out of the four. Well, two ranged characters, but one only shoots arrows. Only one shoots arrows, it's just (laughs) so one yes one no well actually kind of two yes one no one undecided could we could we roll this one for kate who didn't get what she wanted for the death saves love you guys (laughs) i would i was leaning towards our normal handling of anyway so all right then yes uh normal ammunition will not be counted uh only special ammunition will be but like i said if a container containing your ammo like a quiver or something like that gets destroyed then you also lose all the ammunition that's in it Ooh. Huh? Fair enough. yep <laughs> makes sense so we'll we will not so be counting, counting them. Them. okay gotcha. yep. okay that settled let's get back to the equipment okay so totaling up uh possible money you could have gotten I come up to a grand total of 10,000 GP or 200 apiece. 2,000 apiece? 200. 10,000 gold divided by five is 2,000. <laughs> oh. You're right. 2,000 apiece. Math. Yes. <laughs> I blame the calculator. It didn't know what I actually meant to type. <laughs> is there a place in the equipment tab to add okay there is yeah currency all right not so. that if we collected uh, it in the tomb we uh, can spend it on anything uh you will What's have... leading up to the tomb okay all okay. <laughs> right uh, you yeah um leading up um there is a there's a short story leading up to the tomb you will have an opportunity to visit a market okay okay um, we're not going to spend a lot of time on it uh, because I do want to get us to over to the over to the tomb. But I also want you to actually prep your characters for what the story reveals. <laughs> okay. Uh, next thing on the list: uh, six potions of healing. Who would like to hold one? Hold them. Uh, we all take one and then someone gets two or that sounds good i'll take one and then the barbarian takes two because she's probably the most survivable he is 
Huh? Dirk, Dirkrist. I would say that traditionally you give a, a, the extra healing potion to the person who's most likely to be conscious last. Oh, so that's probably <laughs> like <your> probably going <laughs> to be wild shaped a lot. So yeah. I, I mean, it could be you too because you're you're if you're a tank with your with your yeah. druid shape changes, then yeah, we we could do two with you. So you you and Sarah uh, can sort that. But no, yeah, I can't, something... I, I can't drink a potion while I'm wild shaped. And you and somebody also can't get a potion off of you while you're wild shaped. Correct. Okay, so maybe it makes the most sense for Durkrist. I mean, I can choose to have my armor fall or my all my items fall to the ground <laughs> as I wild shape. I think that's an option. But then you got to pick them up. Yeah, yeah, and then someone else could steal them. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Sarah gets two. Everybody else gets one. One okay. potion of healing. Okay. Uh, one. Bad. There is one potion of greater healing as well. <clears throat> oh, I'll take that one. Okay. Uh, two scrolls of lesser restoration. As from what I can see, the only people that can use them are Brian and Greg. So it sounds like each of you has a scroll of lesser restoration. That's nice to have. Or now. Cool. <laughs> like I said, I, I think Greg would be the better. You want to take choice. both of them, Greg? Okay. I, at least I think Lester. I'm pretty sure Lesser Restoration is on the spell list for Paladin. And it, for Druid. It is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two scrolls of Purify Food and Drink. <clears throat> I think that is also both a Druid and a Paladin spell. I know it's a Cleric spell. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. I guess I'll. I guess I'll. I guess I'll have to take those. That's right. Purify food and drink is not exactly something you'll be casting in the middle of a fight. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be wild shaped for like four hours. So. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. So I have a potion of greater. I'm trying to write these down because my thing is not working properly right now. Uh, you also get two scrolls of arcane gate, but I don't think anybody can use them. Yeah, sorcerer, warlocks, wizards. Yeah, you can hang on to them for later. Yeah. <laughs> and then get those characters, and I'll be able to use them. All right. Well, as right. long as somebody keeps track of them. What were the two scrolls of that I got? I guess uh, purify I'll put one. Uh, no. Uh, Lesser restoration. Lesser together. restoration. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And two hundred gold. And two hundred gold. Yep. And two potions of healing, and somebody took the greater healing. What's okay, I took the, the greater the scroll healing. Of, scroll of our king gate because I can't find it. One they said two thousand gold. It's it's probably just spell yeah. scroll, honey. It's probably what it is in D and D Beyond. Just I don't know. Spell, spell scroll and say arcane gate. Yeah. Oh, okay. What level is arcane gate? Six. Six. And you said that was two thousand gold, not two hundred. Correct, two thousand. Sorry. Okay. Somebody keeps somebody keeps <sighs> telling me two hundred, and I'm blaming them. <laughs> um. Let's see. You have uh, one potion of water breathing. Somebody wants to hold uh, on to that. Probably go to one of the monks. I forget if we're at a high enough level where we aren't encumbered in the water anymore. 
Sure, I'll uh, I'll take the water. Take I'll take the water. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, a, one scroll of comprehend languages. Okay. I don't know if anybody can use that. I have a very low intelligence, so that's probably not good for me. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll take it if no one else can use it. I but. can't use it. I don't think either. My intelligence <laughs> is a, a derpy side. Comprehend languages. Uh, Wiki dot says that can be used by bard, sorcerer, warlock, wizard. Okay, so I'm neither of those. <sighs> I'll, I'll take of it for now because I have possible future characters who would okay. use it. And what's the level again? Uh, first. Uh, one scroll of protection versus undead. That sounds like a paladin thing. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like a paladin. Yeah. Uh, go for it, Craig. I don't think that we have any uh, bow users at this point, but there are five plus one arrows. Okay. I hadn't really decided if I wanted to take hand axes or like a short bow or something as my starting equipment. Mm. I mean, you have a very close ranged party here. Probably could use somebody that uh, <clears throat> is a little bit more ranged. Yeah. I mean, it probably because I have the option thing. to do hand axes or a different. Um. Simple weapon. Mm. I can do short bow, and then I could take them, right? Yeah, then you could use them. Yeah, I would do that. Okay. Uh, for those who might use medium armor, <sighs> there is one mithril blessed blessed prate. Blessed Shock it, Trebek. Uh, so that's one mithril a, breastplate. Uh, paladin <laughs> choice for sure. Um, um, yeah. It's uh I mean it's medium armor, AC fourteen. Uh with a uh, max dex plus two. Its big thing is that it's really light and you can actually wear it under other clothes. Hmm. Is it still considered to be heavy armor? It's medium armor. Okay. Would I be able to do that with heavy armor? I don't know. Um, it might not have a benefit for you. You couldn't wear it and heavy armor. It the the breastplate is the armor that you'd be choosing. Oh, okay. so somebody who uses medium armor could make use of it. Yeah. Tara, what's your character again? Me. Yeah. Um, I'm a barbarian. Which uses no so armor. No armor, yeah. What about Unarmored a druid? Defense. Doesn't a druid use medium armor? It's metal. Uh, I don't use any armor. Okay. Oh, you know what? I'm wearing chainmail on this. Well, that's the starting equipment, so the, mm-hmm. the breastplate might actually be an upgrade for you, if that's the case. Uh, yeah, let me see what you got here. Uh, <clears throat> see. My so, with those uh, arrows, would I update my short bow to have a plus one to the hit? Uh, no, you just add five plus one arrows to your inventory, and when you make an attack, you can choose to use the plus the uh, one of those arrows, and you will get plus one to your hit and damage, and the attack will be magical. Okay. Um, That's as just you something ex- that you have to do in your head, right? You can't automate it with their attack rolls, John. 
Correct. I think that's why she was asking. So. Yep. Uh, let's see. Chainmail <laughs> is AC 60. No, actually, your chainmail is better than the breastplate. Okay. It, it may be that the breastplate is not particularly usable. Maybe you could sell it <sighs> off for money or something. That's an option. Future party member. Or a future party future member. member. Mm-hmm. All right. As long as somebody keeps track of it. Um, okay. And on to the more interesting things. You have one alchemy jug. This is the thing that makes mayo. And lots of it. Makes what? <laughs> mayo? Among, among the things that alchemy jug can make is mayonnaise. <laughs> uh... um, it's a wondrous item. Uh, basically, it lets you create certain uh, common liquids and stuff like that. <laughs> and mayo is one of them. And mayo is one of them. <laughs> A white, creamy liquid. Sounds like the drunken wet path bar. Dear Chris would like the that. Drunken path, uh, <laughs> monk would want that. <laughs> Do you want it, Chris, or should I take it? Alchemy. <sighs> Gleep doesn't really like. I mean, all of his equipment is inside of him, like, <laughs> like, like inside of his form, inside of his Ew. globular form. <laughs> You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you. he's not he's not actually a drunken monk, but there are certain features of drunken monk that I can reskin as <laughs> as and for, for him to be all like elastic and stuff. So he's Ew. not gonna be actually drinking anything from any kind of a container. Of course. Or yeah. Which makes Chris sense. would never play anybody that actually <laughs> likes drinking. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with the fact that Chris doesn't drink. I'm not <laughs> rolling my eyes all. or anything. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Uh so well then. Uh, quick description. I'll here. take Alchemy it if no one wants it. But yeah. uh, this ceramic jug, uh, <laughs> this ceramic jug appears to be able to hold a gallon of liquid and weighs twelve pounds, whether full or empty. Sloshing sounds can be heard from within the jug when it is shaken, even if the jug is empty. You can use an action and name one liquid from the table below to cause the jug to produce the chosen liquid. Afterward, you can uncork the jug as an action and pour the liquid out, up to two gallons per minute. Now, mm. The maximum amount of liquid the jug can produce depends on the liquid you named. Uh, Pee! The jug's not on the list. Once the jug starts producing liquid, it can't produce a different one or more of one that that has reached its limit until the next dawn. Also not on the list. The list is acid, basic poison, Urine. beer, honey, mayonnaise, oil, vinegar, uh, fresh water, salt water, or wine. Hmm... It's kind of a survival tool. I mean, uh, w- water is nice yeah. to have. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take it if no one else wants it. Yeah. It's oh, I will be counting rations. Okay. So one other thing <sighs> I forgot to put on my list, I will be counting rations. So the uh, jug can be, be useful for like extending rations or something like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, the next bit of fun, one circlet of blasting. Hmm. <laughs> Nice. I think we've seen these before. I forget, do you have to be a caster to use that? Negatory. Okay. Uh, Let's see, where is it? Here. Uh, (sighs) While wearing this circlet, you can use an action to cast the Scorching Ray spell with it. When you make the spell's attacks, you do so with an attack bonus of plus five. The circlet can't be used this way again until the next dawn. So, yeah. Once a day, you can cast the Scorching Ray spell with a plus five attack. 
I mean, Interesting. I wouldn't mind taking it, but if other people want to, I don't want to hoard stuff. Or... I don't want it. Uh, okay. Well, who would it make sense for to ca- to have it? Probably the monk if it's a situation where me fighting a melee doesn't work for some reason. Uh, monks don't do... Well, I mean, we've got shenanigans, but flying foes can be problematic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, if... Unless like the, else or, the bar- it, so. or the barbarian want it. Uh, yeah. Okay, I got it. I have no idea. So just tell me what you I'll, want me to take. I'll take it for now. Okay. Uh, well, then you can hold on to the last item, the immovable rod. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love an immovable rod. <laughs> <laughs> this is... <Okay>. Brian. <laughs> So would I. <laughs> wow. I'm going to step and back away. <laughs> Just set it and forget it, man. Uh, this is gonna, to... Yeah. I I really am looking forward to seeing what you guys can do with this particular item. It's a very tactical piece. Thanks. Uh, this description. This flat iron rod has a button at one end. You can use an action to press the button, which causes the rod to become magically fixed in place. Until you or another creature uses an action to push the button again, the rod doesn't move even if it is defying even if it is defying gravity. Yep. The rod can hold up to eight thousand pounds of weight. More weight so, causes the rod to deactivate and fall. Yeah, oh. the whole party can go on there. That, that's pretty cool. I will take the immovable rod. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, the monk might borrow it if we have a climbing situation, but you should keep it. That sounds fun. I'm very <laughs> strong. <laughs> uh, um, if you wish to attempt to move it, uh, it is a DC 30 strength check. Oh, that's that's gigantic. <laughs> well, activated. So. I struck yeah. cobalt. <laughs> strong like bull. Strong like cobalt. Okay. <laughs> Activate beast mode. <laughs> so that is the list. Oh, there is one more. A uh, little bit of fun. One bowl of commanding water elementals. Oh. Uh, that. Let me get you the description on that. While this bowl is filled with water. You might have a source of water readily available. Uh, you can use an action to speak the bull's command word and summon a water elemental as if you had just cast the conjure elemental spell. Hmm. The bull can't be used this way again until the next dawn. And again, does, does that need a spellcaster to use it? It does not. Anybody can use it. <clears throat> it is a wondrous item. I mean... I'll take it because I've got the jug unless someone else wants it. Well, I guess I could take it. Uh, Would that that be contrary? I mean, I guess the question is, is your paladin style going to be more like casting spells and utility, Greg, or are you going to be trying to smite things? Mm, I think it's pretty safe that I will try to be doing destruction of things. Okay. So I guess I'll take the bowl. Okay. Uh, keep in mind that uh, this isn't something that you can just pull out mid-combat. Uh, well, right. you could, but it's going to take an action to like drop it on the ground and 
fill it with water before you can actually use it if you need to use it mid-combat. It's kind of okay. a thing that you can use like pre-combat or something like that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what's the, when you summon a water elemental, how long does the elemental stick around? Uno momento. One minute. Yep. Uh, let's see. <laughs> elemental is friendly to you and your companions for the duration. Uh, if you don't, uh, if your concentration is broken, the element. Okay. Uh, let's see. This does say as per, as if you had cast the conjure elemental spell. So I would say that this does take your concentration, and if you break it, the uh, you do lose control of the elemental. Oh. Okay, because that's how a normal summon works, right? Correct. Okay. What do you do for concentration if you're if you're a non-caster? You still have con- water elemental. You, you still have concentration. It's just that if you're a non-caster, you never use it. <laughs> the concentration right. is still a thing. It's uh, always a, it's a constitution saving throw. Mm-hmm. So anybody can make that. Okay. Okay. So that is the list of items that I found. Um. One thing to keep in mind, we're not gonna have to, we don't have to go over it tonight, but later on when you get to the market, you will have an option to purchase spell scrolls um, and potions. Um, I gave you the list of, of the, uh, the basically any common or uncommon potion uh, you can you can purchase for the uh, uh, prices that I listed earlier or a first or second level spell scroll. So, when you're prepping later on, something that you can that we can uh, go over. All right. What is that? Oh, yeah, I had thought of something earlier. Okay. Okay. So with the rules taken care of for the most part, we're gonna kind of figure out the rest as we go along. Um. All right. So. As I said before, you guys are starting as a uh, party that has already been together lo- at least long enough to earn the reputation of at least being people that can get the job done if necessary. So, with that said, let's begin the tomb of annihilation. For the past several days, the talk of the street and taverns has all been about the so-called death curse, a wasting disease afflicting everyone who's ever been raised from the dead. Victims grow thinner and weaker each day, slowly but steadily sliding towards the death that once they once denied. When they finally succumb, they can't be raised and neither can anyone else, regardless of whether they've ever received that miracle in the past. Temples and scholars of divine magic are at a loss to explain a curse that has affected the entire region and possibly the entire world. You one day receive an invitation to the home of one Sindra Sylvain, a retired adventurer and merchant. A uniformed attendant leads you up a grand staircase to the third floor and ushers you into a wood-paneled room with a fireplace, comfortable chairs, and a heavy table bearing goblets and bottles of wine. 
The darkly paneled walls are hung with maps and sea charts. Racks, shelves, and cabinets hold hundreds more rolled up maps and charts. A person is seated in an overstuffed chair near the fire. You can't discern a gender because only the person's head emerges from, emerges from under a heavy blanket draped over the chair and an embroidered hood and silver mask conceals the wearer's face. Even the person's dry, raspy voice provides no clue. Help yourself to wine and seat yourselves, friends. I hope I may call you that. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> and if I do. Do you know of kobolds, kobold lord? <laughs> it has been a long time since I've had uh, any dealings with kobolds. Usually they were less than friendly, but in my days as an adventurer, I have indeed seen many kobolds. But I have not had a chance to learn much of their lore, I'm afraid. Anyway, please, sit. I have... I have a job for you. Do you now? Indeed. Is this my Syndra, by the way? Because the it last is, name's different. I, I it just, is not. It is, okay. it is not. Right, the, right. the actual module actually calls is, is Syndra. <laughs> so. All right. Sorry, sorry you disappoint. <laughs> you have undoubtedly heard the rumors of this wasting disease going around for uh, people who have been resurrected in the past. So far, there have been no f known cures uh, for this particular affliction. I myself am actually uh, suffering from it. It was a rather regrettable incident back in my adventuring days. Uh, but as fate would have it, my adventuring days have also provided me with a plethora of funds that have allowed me to fund ventures to find the source of this plague and, uh, and deal with it. In fact, I will go ahead and say that you are not the first set of adventurers that I have talked to either. In uh, my previous uh, band of adventurers that I hired uh, was actually uh, able to track the uh, source of this disease uh, to the Isle of Cholt, uh, uh, far to the south of here. And uh, But unfortunately, I seem to have lost communication with them entirely. What I'm hiring you for is to pick up their trail from where they left off uh, and uh, uh, either assist them if you find them or continue with their work if you cannot. And what do you get out of this? I get my life. If you can manage to find and remove whatever the source of this curse is then <laughs> my life will be saved I will be I... honest it's 
unnatural for people to be returned from death. So many hold. However, the manner of these uh, that of these people's deaths and the uh, uh, attempts at uh, communing with them uh, by our priests have also revealed that whatever the source of this curse is, is also highly unnatural. I see. I have, in fact, received a missive uh, from my, uh, the previous uh, adventuring group. Uh, they were able to uh, not only track the curse to the Isle of Chult, but they were actually, but they were able to find its rough source as well. Uh, they uh, tracked it down to a city on the on the Isle. Oh, no, sorry, names are killing me here. Uh, there it is. Um, a city called Omo on the uh, uh, on the Isle, uh, where they say there resides a uh, a sort of tomb that uh, that seems to radiate the uh, dark energy of this curse. But after, but that was the last I heard of them. What is it for Kobold? For you? If you were to uh, find and, and uh, deal with this curse, I will offer to you uh, a uh, um, any of the uh, rare or uncom- uh, magic items that uh, I have in my possession in my possession. What do I do with magic? I don't know magic. Well, that is the wonderful thing about magic items, young kobold, is that you don't need to know magic items or magic to use the items. Would you like to be stronger, faster? Would you like to be able to uh, fly? I already very strong. Mm. <laughs> I fail as merchant, so what do I do with magic item? Whatever it is that you wish. You have nobody uh... buys from Cobalt unless they in a trench coat. Dude. Now, what is what is your cell? Would would you like a magic trench coat? I might be able to oh. accommodate. I might be interested in magic trench coat. Hmm. I think I might have something in my collection that would satisfy. How many kobolds does Magic Trench Coat hold? Mm, probably <laughs> up to three, I think. <laughs> Just don't go around flashing anyone with your Magic Cobalt Coat. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you agree to take on this mission, I will, of course... Uh, cover uh, any of your uh, expenses on the uh, trip as well. Uh, I can start you off with uh, 50 gold to uh, as well as an immediate transport over to the uh, uh, major port 
over on Tolt, uh, the port of Nianzar. So you needn't worry about travel expenses. That sounds like a good option. <clears throat> and there's your, and, uh, he had me at gold. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Gimme. <laughs> so, so you accept then? I would be accepting kind, yes. Okay. Well, uh, sounds person good to me. Reaches over and uh, re- reaches out of uh, their uh, coverings and rings a little silver bell. And a, a, a manservant walks in and uh, presents you with uh, uh, 250 gold to uh, split amongst yourselves. This is in addition to what we already noted? Yep. Okay. The module actually says 50 gold pieces total, but you know what? Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot go back now. You said 50 each? Yes. <laughs> Cobalt told you to word. Yeah. He did. He did. You, you or got else that. I stick you with pitchfork? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so we got we got 50 gold pieces each? So Yep, 50 gold pieces each to defray expenses and as a sort of Encouragement money. <laughs> That's it, right? Oh, well, happy. Very good, then. Uh, she also gives you a, um, a verbal description of the uh, uh, previous party uh, that she uh, that she had sent over. So, should you find them, uh, you will know that to uh, be able to coordinate with them. When was the last time you heard from them? I received the missive about five days ago. But they were under the instructions to send me one at least every two days. So since time is of the essence and considering uh, the nature, the uh, size of the place that they described, I figured it would be beneficial to send some reinforcements. I see. <clears throat> or any of the other party uh, Shadarkai? I do not believe so, no. When do we start our journey? If you are ready, we can start now. Me? You come with okay. us? You look too, 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 too weak. Uh, no. You slow uh, down. <laughs> when you, uh, when you arrive, I will have a, um, I will have a, uh, well, uh, a guide, uh, meet you there. Okay. Um, and with that, you see an arm uh, come out of uh, come out of the coverings once again, and 
with a uh, with a flourish and a little magical pop, all of you suddenly disappear from the uh, uh, from her uh, waiting room, and almost instantly, you find yourselves in a uh, in an outdoor area of just outside of uh, um, what looks to be a uh, busy tropical port. Yes, it's. What on you earth just happened? <laughs> you appear in a you appear in a tropical city under the blazing sun. The familiar sounds of a harbor, creaking ropes, slapping waves, heavy barrels rolling across cobblestones, mingle with voices shouting and cursing in an unfamiliar language filled with clicks, inhalations, and songsy words that make it sound almost musical. The aroma of unfamiliar spices and tropical fruit mixes with the wharfside smells of fish, tar, and canvas. Beyond all that, Port Nyanzaru is an explosion of color. Buildings are painted on in bright shades of blue, green, orange, and salmon pink, or their walls are adorned with murals portraying giant reptiles and mythical heroes. Every building sports baskets and clay urns of colorful flowers or is draped in leafy, flowering vines. Minstrels in bright clothing adorned with feathers shell and shells perform on the streets. In short, you have found yourself in a hot, swelt in a very hot and muggy and very busy port city. <laughs> I do apologize. I did have a note for this one as well. As you stand around uh, looking rather agape, uh, you see a uh, rather rough looking uh, person. Uh, no, no, hang on. I'm not going to try to wing that one. Where is my. Come on. This is what I get for trying to practice my. Um, uh, Improv improvisation never goes well right off the bat. It's all good. There you go. You is quick. <laughs> I figured you breaking the southern or something that of that effect. Well, if that's what y'all be wanting. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. If you played it, it would be improv. I didn't try too hard on the guide because the guide wasn't going into the tomb with you anyway. Oh, that'll be a fun one. Let's do that. As you were standing around uh, gawping at the uh, sights that just suddenly appeared before your eyes, a uh, rather... Obviously, obviously bombastic-looking traveler uh, 
starts to uh, saunter up your way. Says, uh, Greetings! I assume that you have come from... Given by the location in which you just appeared, you must be the uh, Travelers, the, the adventuring band that uh, uh, Lady Syndra has uh, in, informed me would be coming. Yes. Am I correct? Who, yes. And who are you? That is correct. I am none other than Volothamgetter, world traveler extraordinaire. Excuse you. <laughs> Perhaps... You might have heard of me, or maybe you might maybe you have read some of my books. Mm, I don't <laughs> read much. Ah, oh, that is a shame. But I have to do something about that at some point. But that is unfortunately not not my uh, current. <laughs> uh, not oh, my current are you concern. that man that called me a monster? Ah, uh, merely a classification. A little kobold, nothing. Uh, it was not meant. Nothing of a... Uh, I am not your kobold. I belong to my... My very beautiful kobold girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm, and she's a very lucky kobold that she is for uh, mm-hmm. having caught such a handsome... Dang! I'm a beautiful kobold girlfriend, too. Oh, beautiful... Equal opportunity, kobold girlfriend. I should have picked up on that. My apologies. <laughs> You can and and Lady Kobold can be handsome as well. Hmm. I <laughs> anyway, would any of you perhaps be interested in one of my books? And not a big reader. Ah, shame. Well, perhaps you depending on down. the cost. <laughs> calling me a monster and then um, calling me handsome. <laughs> well, I just might have a. Uh, extra copy on hand here of uh, this my, cate- my categories of various, of various monsters and stuff for uh, a mere 50 gold pieces. <laughs> it is quite it is a uh, quite durable hardcover edition. <laughs> That's Could, too rich uh, for my blood. Did you do 20, 25 gold instead? I could, I could, but I could not. Uh, it, it, that would be the paperback edition, and unfortunately, I do not believe that that would survive the rigors of our of our jungle trek that we still have uh, yet to go on and we have yet to discuss. I'm of the. <laughs> How about or... you give us fifty percent off for uh, trouble of labeling me a monster and then assuming my gender identity? <laughs> uh, make me a persuasion roll. Six. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not that persuasive. How about intimidation? (laughs) Uh, uh, Unfortunately, this is my last copy that I have on hand, so I'm afraid I I can't really part with it for that. How about you give us 50% off for rapeling me a monster and assuming my gender identity? (laughs) (laughs) Now, perhaps we should move on from the subjects of books. Uh, At any rate, welcome to the port of Nianzaru. He pointedly... Her tail grows rather hard. (laughs) 
<laughs> he is pointedly ignoring you now. <laughs> um, our trek out uh, to the ci- to the uh, city of Omu is rather long, but uh, we sh- I should be able to get you there without too much trouble. Uh, the previous band of adventurers that I led out to there pretty well cleared the way out. Uh, but here at the port city, we do have a uh, fairly uh, extensive market that uh, may f- you may find uh, some things that you normally can't. Perhaps uh, if you need a moment, I know Lady Cinder can be rather abrupt with her uh, dismissal. So I don't know if you've had much of a chance to prepare, but... If you need a uh, trip to the markets before we head out, uh, I would be honored to show you the way. Seems like it would be a, a good idea to suck up. You'd weigh something. Head out. I could always use some magic items. If there are any to be found. Good to stock up on potions and whatnot, too. Rations, potions. whatever else we might need. Potions, we can definitely uh, assist you. Magic items uh, may be more difficult to come across. Hmm. Yeah, let's see. Anyway, uh, so he leads you on uh, to the uh, um, uh, to the place that he may calls the uh, Merchant's Villa. Uh, where you find uh, various stalls uh, dealing in pretty much anything that it is that uh, you could want actually want. Um, there are actually a few magic items that you do find uh, while browsing around, if any of them are of interest to you. Uh, do you tell. find um, you can purchase other than the scrolls and uh, um, potions that I mentioned earlier. Uh, you can purchase uh, plus one ammunition for 50 gold pieces a piece. Um, you can you actually find a plus one wooden shield uh, for hmm. 450 if you want it. Ooh. Um, or a plus one dagger for 500. Gold pieces? Yes. Oh, shit. And then, as far as potions, pretty much anything that's yep. common any com- or uncommon that we want. Uh, yep, any common potion is 80 gold. Um, okay. Any uncommon potion is 300. Okay. I may need to look at that later just because I don't want to bog us down too much right now. Through the that's whole fair. List. That's fine. We can yeah, do that uh, um, <sighs> later on. I and mean, I'll just assume you have them at the start of the actual okay. tomb. Okay. Um, and then let's see here. Tavriel is a fan of knowledge, so somewhere along these walks, she would have quietly tried to pull aside uh, Volo and offer him forty-five gold for his book. Would he accept that? Make a persuasion roll. Okay, it's not her strength, but we shall see. Uh, it's okay because I rolled sucky. <laughs> I rolled a one. Oh, <laughs> wow! And that's a zero because I have a minus I'm one. I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's only a five gold difference. 
Okay. Does that eager yeah. to have somebody have his book? She, she's she's eager for for knowledge before we okay. head into. She's a well well read monk. So, take it has back. a failed merchant okay. background. I have a feature called supply train. Okay. What does um, that do? Which, from my time as a merchant, you retain connections with wholesalers, suppliers, and other merchants and entrepreneurs. You can call upon these connections when looking for items or information. Okay, um, if you are looking for something specific, I can allow that. Or if you think, if you want to uh, try to maybe dig up some of the local lore. I would like to try to dig up some information about this place we're going to. Okay, the city of... Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll get back to you for that. Um, the book. I... And maybe try to find a cheap copy of this book. Well, <laughs> well I will allow the uh, purchase at 45 gold. Okay. Um, with that, since he was, it's his last one, he's probably just trying to unload it. Uh, with that, where we go? Yeah, that gets you something. I'm adding it as a custom item because I don't see it in the D and D Beyond inventory, which mm-hmm. is surprising. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, anytime you want to know the lore about a particular monster that happens to be in the book, um, then you can go ahead and look it up in the Volo's Guide to Monsters. So, basically, Chris, that allows you to use your Volo's Guide as an in-character item. <sighs> cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Except for the game stats. You can't use the game stats. <laughs> Sure, sure. <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna trust you on that one because <laughs> I know you know how that works. <laughs> okay. Uh, lore on the city of Omu. Omu. What um, bit of information that you are able to find? Um, the uh, city of Omu was has has been lost for quite a long time, uh, simply because the difficulty of getting out the, because of the difficulty of getting out there uh, through the jungle. Um, but at one of a t- at one time, it was considered the jewel of the island of Chult's uh, crown. Um, it um, was a very popular mining. It was originally a mining town uh, that had grew into a major city um, thanks to the very rich uh, mineral veins and uh, ores and jewels that they, w- that they were able to mine up. Um, so as a merchant, you would have very easily have heard about all the riches that might have originally come out of Omu. Um, Beyond that, uh, uh, it was 
thought that the city uh, was actually um, the home of uh, the the uh, uh, the island's nine trickster gods as well, and uh, sh and shrines to them were constructed at the, in the city. Uh, beyond that, as far as the history of what happened to it and all that fun stuff, you really couldn't find any particular information. Merchants are not historians. Okay. Well, I, I would share all that information with the group. Mm -hmm. So, here's what I found. I remember this name for some reason, and I knew I had to ask, so here we go. All right. Um, is, so, okay, so is anybody interested in buying anything in particular before we go? Okay. Alrighty. So, um, having followed Volothamp uh, around the uh, marketplace and uh, gathered up the what supplies you think you're going to need, Volothamp uh, then proceeds to uh, lead you out um, into the wilds of the island of the uh, The trek is about as long and uncomfortable as was promised. Um, but you do eventually uh, find yourself topping a rise um, overlooking the ruins of a uh, what was once obviously a very great city now fairly well overgrown and falling into disuse um, the uh, <laughs> the forgotten city of Omu my friends Omu and it is here that I leave you. Uh, the uh, last band of adventurers that I brought over here uh, were uh, set to meet up with uh, the local band, the uh, local enclave of red wizards that are uh, doing uh, studies in the uh, city. So I think you shouldn't have too much trouble finding them. As for me, I must head back to town and find myself a stiff drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Good luck, my friends. Oh, thank you. Be well. <laughs> and with that, he turns and heads Stop back into the town. Stop spreading rumors about monsters, will you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Right. So you find yourself on the outskirts of the city. Anything you'd like to do before heading in? Um, Sharpen my tail. <laughs> um, well, this will definitely be a very sharp tail. Any runes, like uh, iconography, like anything like that to study on the walls on the way in? Mostly just uh, uh, nothing of any particular interest. Um... I mean, it was a city that, and uh, that um, didn't really do much in the way of runes and artwork on the outside of the buildings, as far as 
stone engravings and stuff. And anything else that might have been there has long since been worn off by the uh, uh, rather nasty environment of the jungle. But as you head into the city, uh, you very quickly realize that it's very odd that you haven't been met by any of these red wizards that uh, Volo happened to mention. It's you spend some time examining, uh, just walking around the city, making a cursory inspection, and within an hour, within a couple hours, you find your first corpse. Oh, it's obviously been there for more than a few days, and and the steamy, hot jungle, the corpse has really not done well. We'll both have bad feeling about Yeah. <laughs> Is it wearing any clothes that we would recognize? Is it red wizard robes? <laughs> it does indeed look like it has the rem torn remnants of a red wizard <laughs> robe. Okay. Uh, can we tell what might have happened to it? Looks like it was run through with a sword. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, continuing your investigations deeper into the city, you work your way north, finding more corpses uh, of uh, not only red wizards, but you also find <coughs> corpses of more th of a couple of what look to be travelers. Lovers. And it isn't long before you happen to spy a corpse that is recognizable enough according to the description given to you by Syndra. That's what I was I was yeah. looking it for. Is, it is obvious pretty quickly uh, that this, at the very least, is some, if not all, of the band of uh, adventures that uh, Syndra had last heard from. Um, Fabulous. But surprisingly, but what you also find surprising is not just the Red Wizard and Adventurer corpses, you also start finding Yuan-Ti corpses. <laughs> can we go through their pockets? Um, you, you, can take a quick, you can take a quick look. Uh, but look the it How is, juicy I, are they? They're, they're kind of squishy. Uh, but... Uh, it actually, also, um, when you start to rifle through their pockets, it also becomes obvious that someone already has. Oh. <laughs> Damn them. <laughs> Following the trail of corpses into deeper, uh, north, uh, more north of the city, um, you find an increased number of Yuan-Ti and Red Wizard corpses uh, Used um, in the uh, something from uh, out of the uh, a side uh, uh, alleyway. Uh, you hear the sound of slithering. <laughs> okay, fist ready. Yeah. <laughs> As you. Uh, <laughs> As you start to get ready, uh, 
for a um hang on uh, let me rephrase that Um, as you turn the corner to take a look to see what uh, is causing the sound, uh, you see uh, four, well, it looks like rather burly Yuan T. Again, uh, kind of rifling through uh, the uh, pockets of the uh, various of the Red Wizards um, that uh, apparently died in a rather spectacular battle. And looking, they look up to, as they see you. They say, ah, "More adventures. Perhaps these will provide the sport that our uh, priestesses need." And they draw their weapons and they advance on you. Ah, okay. and that's where we will leave it. Oh Great. shit! All right, so roll <laughs> initiative when we come back. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Find some. Find some UNT. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Only four, but hey, it's a place to good start. <laughs> and I would That's assume that we fight. get to, if we have to prepare spells, we need to do that before this fight. You um, would have already had them prepared. Yeah. Greg, you starting. would have already had them prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just going to finish oh. your character and make sure you have stuff prepared before the start of the next adventure. Oh, you're talking about your, okay, your, your prepared spell list. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah, just get your prepared spell list uh, in order for next adventure. Let's just go ahead and sign off there then for tonight. Okay. Um, so, everybody, say goodnight to the listeners. Bye. <laughs> If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review anywhere this podcast can be found. Our social media links plus additional content can be found on our website at knightsofroleplay.com Please tell your friends about Knights of Roleplay and Adventuring Podcast and spread the word through social media. Your help and support are greatly appreciated.